This is a Think Live B production. That's my new thing. That's what I'm calling attention problems. Is my brain was ping-ponging today. <laughs> and I was just like, I had a billion tabs open. And I was like, oh, I got to do this. Oh, wait, I got to do this. And I was just going all over the place. So then I looked up um, uh, like natural remedies for attention deficit disorder. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I cannot concentrate. It's, like it's, I really have a focus problem it's today. sleep. And it probably said stay away from caffeine. No. So, well, too much caffeine. Mm. But it said, you know, obviously like sleep and good exercise and, and water and stuff you're supposed to do and eat healthy, like mm-hmm. all of those things that you're supposed to do no matter what, um, whether you have an attention problem or not. And uh, but one of the things and I stopped at this one, so I don't know what the rest of the things were. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, it said and there caffeine. You go. <laughs> it was like yeah, it was so like water, atten- exercise. And then, you, and then you lost your attention. <laughs> and it said but it did. It said caffeine can help you focus and, you know obviously you don't want to do too much because it can have the opposite effect so i messaged kayla and i was like i'm going to get starbucks um because my brain is ping-ponging all over the place would you like one and then i got her one and she got herself an ex- uh, a coffee with an extra shot of espresso in it no, i got a long day ahead of me that's my style <laughs> so so we might be a little chatty or sleepy because it might be wearing off at this point right. <laughs> maybe like a little phase in phase out type thing yeah, like like now, like now all of a sudden I'm drained. No, I'm you tired to talk too much on that. Um, but yeah, so we we had our little afternoon coffee and an operations meeting. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. Yeah, go. What are we talking about? Where are we going? Pat, <laughs> Pat's signaling. Um, well, now it's awkward. <laughs> you didn't have to say that. Why? Why did you say anything? Welcome to you our podcast. Just, you could have just went into it. You had to describe to the listeners well, you, what you made me laugh. Signals I'm making. <laughs> so this is our podcast. Welcome. Uh, welcome. This is our podcast. We we are seeking our best here every single day. I wake up and I say, "What can I do better today?" To what's the one thing? Such that by doing will make everything easier or unnecessary. Oh, wait, that's a different podcast. <laughs> that's a good quote, though. I like it. I write yeah. that one down. Yeah. Uh, but we talk about real estate, the the struggles of being realtors and, you know, business owners, professionals in this industry. And I'm Catherine Stelgis, one of your co-hosts. And across from me is my director of operations, Kayla Boundy. Hi. And our sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, Patrick Fatiga. Hello. And today... Hello. 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 Today we are talking um, community events. Mm. And if those are a good idea. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, community should... events different than events that you set up for your own clients. Clients. And you're talking about sphere. events that are somebody else's doing and whether or not you should jump on board and be a part of it so that you can get your logo on a poster yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, and actually the reason I thought about it was because, well, a couple things. Number one, we do, we have a client event that we're hosting this weekend and we hadn't had one in a year. Yeah. Because our first actually person. it's longer than a year. Yes. Yeah, because Thanksgiving anything. was yeah. the one before that. Yeah. So, so it's been like a, a year yeah. and a half since we've had a client appreciation party and, um, and we're, you know, in Florida, 
things are very lax here as far as the pandemic goes, and we are able to get out and do things, especially if you're vaccinated. Um, so we're having our ice cream social, which is our normal summer event or our third annual, I should say. We haven't mm-hmm. always done one. And but it just got me thinking again about community events and, um, you know, what other things could we do for the rest of the year? Like, I know there's some things coming up that um, we've participated in the past. And is it worth it to spend the money to sponsor an event like that or not? And sometimes I'm on the fence about that. Yeah. Um, because there is usually a cost, like for a community event, whatever it is, if you're sponsoring it to get your logo or to get a table or tent set up or something, you're going, there's cost involved. Right. And yeah. you're supposed to do. And time. Well, sure. Yeah. Time. Which is also a cost. But. The, yes. Uh, time does the, equal money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Money, money equals power. Power equals pizza. pizza. All right. All right, guys. High five. Um. <laughs> So, well, you're supposed to look at your return on your investment and say, was that, you know, is this worth doing? But sometimes I think this kind of stuff is hard to nail down because it's more like uh, brand recognition and building relationships sort of than it is like you're not necessarily going to get a direct sale from that event. Now we have before. We were just talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, the intention is. Yeah. Like that's just, that's, um, that's good luck if you do an event and somebody says, oh, by the way, I happen to be looking to buy or sell a house right this second as I come to this event. That's cool. That's extra bonus, but that's not really, I don't think when you set out to do that, that's the intention. Right. I think it's too. That's like a back burner intention. Like if it happens, it's great addition to the ROI of the expense, but yeah. the primary intention is the relationships with the community and and build yeah and so you're basically building your database whenever you host an event if you're doing it right i think so Mm -hmm. do you think a good idea then since it's not since you're building a database do you think it's a good idea to think about like hmm well this community event what this particular event is is going to bring in people that would be in the like we've we've said before like basically anybody and everybody is at some point in in the market Mm -hmm. and stuff but do you put more leverage on one that is like uh, let's say it's a bunch of bands playing at a thing versus uh a like a home decor thing right it's like we know that the home yeah the home decor expo thing there's probably going to be more people there that are in the market or going to be in the market than the one that has the 15 bands playing so we've done do you do do you think about those things or is it it's just database so it doesn't matter um well okay i think i think it does matter to a certain extent like the same way that if you're going to attend a networking event or join a board of directors you should choose an event like the same way you would choose that and what i mean is is it something that you're going to be interested in or there's a reason for joining that board other than looking for real estate business. Like Yeah, so so yeah. if you're like if you're a dog lover and mm-hmm. you and you join a group of people like a dog meetup yes. or something, you're getting something out of it that isn't just about that isn't just about estate. real estate and you're it's easier to make connections with people, have something in common with them already and then whatever that group of people that you've met like if there's so that's a good example of like sponsoring um pet adoption things uh 
stuff like that where you're already passionate about that event anyways. So if you get no sales from it, it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. because number one, you, you grew your database of names of people who you have something in common with. So they're more likely to do business with you. You can build those relationships easier. And then also you got something out of it because you enjoy supporting the the organizations. Right. So you have to pet some dogs. So if you hate baseball or you hate, (laughs) you hate like golf doesn't interest you in the least. You're not going to sponsor. You're not going to. Then you yeah. maybe think about. Well, so that's a good, that's a good example because I think one time you said you wanted to sponsor like a kids. Did you say like a kids? Um, like baseball team or baseball something? Team or no, something? I want to be a soccer coach for a Think Live B soccer team oh, right. in okay. Central Florida. But okay. That's going to happen. <laughs> so I like I like the baseball jerseys. I think that's cool. <laughs> but. But. Pat, are you going to attend right. no, a, a little league not. baseball game no. for children that you don't know? Right. So don't sponsor that because you're if you're not going to attend and get something out of it and it's going to yeah. be like a chore, then it's not worth the money you're leave investing it to, in it. Yeah, leave it to the, the law firms. That, <laughs> that have, might be weird. Well, I mean, when I was a kid, those were the... Like those were the names of the teams. Yeah, it was the, the doctors, the lawyers, the CPAs, the pizza like, club. Those were the names. Yeah, those are the names of the teams. I'm sure it's still the same way, but there's a reason for that. Well, I think there's um, when you get to a certain level, maybe you can sponsor. Um, <laughs> maybe you can sponsor the like a you can do that. Like, yeah, we always had the, on the back of our jerseys was the name of some yeah. attorney law firm that we did not have any idea. Like they were not parents or oh, yeah. related at all, but they did that so many times. It was part of their entire marketing campaign because mm-hmm. they could blanket the community that large. Like we have a they really big. A bu- they did it in a bunch of different ways. It wasn't just that. Yeah. We have like, a, we have a really big law firm here that I know you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on everything, every billboard, every commercial you see on TV, there's multiple but yeah. one and in particular I'm sure every market across the country has a lawyer I, like this and i guarantee that that company is sponsoring a bunch of baseball teams and in soccer teams and all that stuff because they have the endless budget to do that and it's part of that bigger like just blanket the yeah. whole Billboards, city radio. Yeah. but we don't have the budget for that and most real estate teams or companies don't and i wouldn't want to do it because i'd likely do it when i have kids and they're involved with the soccer and everything. Well, that's what I was going to say a minute ago. It also would be weird if we yeah, sponsored. A I don't even like chi- kids. Child's baseball we don't have team. Any kids. But wouldn't that be weird? If I'm we your sp- grown child. I just like the idea. I just like yeah, really. I just like the idea of the jerseys. No, no, no. That's I know. All. I know. Not any of the rest of it. <laughs> but that's the whole point. Is they'd like, be cute with those little green jerseys and the, it would be adorable and that's not a reason to uh to sponsor something there's also a lot of things that i like personally um like there are tons of organizations that you can really care about like there's so many different cancer organizations right like do i care about their overall mission and yes i I do but you can't sponsor everything Mm -hmm. and if you're using business money you have to kind of be purposeful about right your like what you're sponsoring and make sure that you're um you care about what you're sponsoring in some way you're connected to it so that you can build those relationships and then um realize that you're just you're building a database of people you're not actually looking for leads necessarily i mean there again bonus if you find them we have and it's been great but it's not the the overall thing so you can't necessarily tie like a ROI back to it sometimes because you might meet somebody at an event 
that then attends the next event put on by the same company or mm-hmm. not company um, organization. And then you get you're in relationship with that person and you get a piece of business from that. So is it the event or is it the relationship that got the piece of business? Right. The chicken before the egg yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And you certainly can't make business decisions based on those what ifs anyway. Yeah. So there's no reason to even think in that in that vein. Well, so some examples of community events like that I think um, where I have been successful. <laughs> well, that are good. Question I, mark? That, that are, yeah. <laughs> well, so the, these have worked for us because, well, I care about it and it ties into real estate. So like we have a, a Main Street organization that I was on the board of directors for many years. So we sponsored the events. Not only are we sponsors for the organization itself, um, but we sponsor events that they hold. So we've done, um, well, we've, you said bands earlier. We did do, um, a, there yeah. was like a, a band, like a concert, not outdoor. a concert, outdoor, it was, it was like an outdoor multiple stages, you know, and little, uh, parking lot where everybody had a 10 foot by 10 foot square with a umbrella set up and yeah. you could kind of and so it was everything from people making jewelry to uh you know people giving away swimming pools and can i tell bowl, you, you know? what what i think about that one yeah <laughs> so i don't think that one was super successful in terms of gathering i actually think we did it two years we did um because again, you're built, you're growing your database. It was, it was more successful for me as an artist having my booth right next to the. At, at, I had a my own booth right next to the Think Live Be booth. Yeah, and I had more people through looking at prints and buying tchotchkes from my from and prints and stuff like that from my my booth. Yeah, than you guys had because it was a lot of early twenty somethings that were there to see bands. Yes. Not anybody who wanted to talk real estate. Right. So what I was going to say is if you sponsor an event and you shouldn't just be buying a logo on a paper that someone's going to throw away, you should be sponsoring it to gain some sort of exposure. So a tent set up or something like that, and then make sure that somebody is there with some kind of raffle prize that's awesome. Otherwise, you're not going to actually develop a database from those people. They won't come to your tent when it just says, Real estate. <laughs> right. And we, so. We, and I've, we have a, a lot of lakes with a lot of these events that are set up all, all all over Orlando. I've been to lots of them. And that is a mistake I see all over the place. Yeah. It's, there's a guy, somebody who's a, a pool builder or builds decks for a living and they're just got a thing set up and they're not giving anything away and they're just standing there and everyone walks right by and goes to the honey and the candle Yes. Yeah. Next door. Well, know? remember, so the first year, I don't think I'm. We might have gotten like five names. Kayla, this is pre. Yeah, it was pre Kayla. Yeah. <laughs> say we've always gotten more than five. When I've been around. We the the first year we got like nothing, and we were also like, pay attention to your location and say this doesn't work for me. <laughs> this table is way over here. Um, you want exposure, so if people aren't walking by it, that was a big problem in the first year. Is that the, in order to get into the venue. They did not have to walk by the table. 
it was a destination spot. Yeah, way off to the way side. Way off to the side. And there was no drink table over there. So like nobody was going to come by the table. So that was number one problem. Come get roped into talking about real estate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so we did not get many names that year. And then the second year, we were smarter. Um, number one, I'm on the board, right? So I was able to say, this is what we need to do. If we want vendors and people to sponsor the event, we have to make sure that people have to walk past our tables in order to get to the venue. So that's exactly what happened. Um, be a part of the solution. And then we remember we set up, we got a big banner made mm-hmm. that said, I love, and then the organization's name. And we made those little sign paddle things that mm-hmm. said like, I'm with stupid. And, 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 free, and free buttons. <laughs> and free buttons. Oh, people loved those buttons. I bet those buttons are all over yeah. Mills 50. This, um, this is, I love, I love Mills 50. And oh, I have yeah. a bunch of those in my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it says, had the little think live be information on it. Yeah. Well. Although I don't think you can really read that. But, um, but so we, we get, we had a raffle, we had a photo opportunity and we we gave away free buttons that people wanted. So we did way better that year in the number of names we got. Um, and that event, again, it, necess- it wasn't necessarily the right target audience for buyers or sellers. Yeah. But it was in our neighborhood, mm-hmm. in our community, in an organization that I was already a part of. So if nothing yeah, it wasn't else- just, It wasn't just in Orlando. It was in our, where, our, where you work from, like yeah. your base- of of where your office is, Basecamp. well, and where where our house was, yeah, where we owned a home, and, and where you do a lot of your sales, and, mm-hmm. and yes, and yep. where a lot of sales happen. So it was it wasn't like if somebody was listening to this, you know, it's in San Diego, and I live in San Diego. I'm sure there's like eight thousand different little pockets of San Diego, and this just happened to be all every everything you uh, just came together in the same place. Yeah. Um. So now like learning from things and, and then being purposeful about what you're doing. So even if it's not the exact target audience um, for leads, if it's part of an organization you're already a part of or a community you're already a part of, then that you're looking for that brand recognition. The people are seeing you sponsoring it again a second year. Um, so we learn from our mistakes and we seek our best from our We mistakes. seek our best. And we were like, got to up those raffle prizes. Got to make them so good people can't walk by without signing up with their real information. <laughs> um, and then what we've done other things like uh, in in the same area. So n- different events, but same area. So we're, we're blanketing a small area versus like the big law firm that can blanket all of a city with everything. We're doing specific community events in, in that area little target area so we've done the historic homes tour which we've we've mm-hmm. talked about we've talked we've probably talked Go about that and listen to that whatever episode that is it was a long time ago but it's in there <laughs> but the historic homes tour um we were so again being on the board like i get to choose how it's run and you know so then i'm my name is on there not only as a sponsor but as the committee chairperson and and i have a little blurb in the the brochure that's their pamphlets that's going to be read. So just being intentional about, you know, making sure that it's not just a logo stamped somewhere or a business card size ad in a brochure right? that's $500 and you don't get any calls from it. And here's the other thing that if when they call you and say, hey, do you want a little postage size size stamp uh, ad in the back of this, whatever it is, uh, neighborhood mailer? 
ask how many other realtors are in that. <laughs> yeah. Because I notice when we get those in the mail sometimes, especially from our old neighborhood, you'd open it up and there'd be four realtors. On one page. On one page. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you well, don't open a coffee house up next to Starbucks. <laughs> well, you know? um, we just saw that the other day. <laughs> I know. That's why I thought about it. Yeah. But. But um, but yeah, so so the historic home store was really good, and then the next year we were in it. We put our own house in it. We were like, um, <laughs> and then we won let's, it. Let's get more people because we because what the way that this particular thing was set up is that the people who were sponsors uh, would set up a little tent outside of each one of the houses. That, that was were, my idea. And that was Catherine's idea. Well, my, it was because, my idea. Hold on, let me backtrack yeah. because it was. It was the it was my idea to ho- hold the event <laughs> to start with to start that community event because I thought it was a cool event for the area, and then also by by coming up with the idea and getting an organization to back it, then I have the support of that team to make it happen and come to fruition. Then I lead the committee chair, um, or I'm the committee chairperson, so I get to decide how it's run. And one of my ideas was to have the sponsors sit at each house. And why? So that I could sit out front and collect names of right. people that were coming through the event. <laughs> because if you, cause at most events, they just say, okay, thanks for the sponsorship. This, yep. And they put your logo next to the house in the brochure and that's it. Yes. But we knew that that wasn't going to be the best. So the following year when we said, let's put our house in it. Um, I'm sponsoring my own house. And that way, one thing... It'll force me to get a bunch of work done, I think was most of it. <laughs> but outside of that, it's like, well, now we can set up any way we want. Yeah. We can do this any way that we want to do it. If you want to set up, we'll set, we're not, we're not at, we, we're not at someone else's home where it's like, can we set up over here? Is it okay if we do this? We do whatever we want because it's our house. Yeah. So we, we made So it, you don't enter we, the front door unless you, you sign you this could, basement. Yeah. You, you couldn't <laughs> get, kidding. well, but you couldn't get into the. Front, right the, we we you couldn't set get up inside the tent. until you went through the tent right, yeah, right. <laughs> like like we definitely thought about exactly how are we going to get every single person's name and information yes and then on that one house. i thought we did a really fun um thing where they could get extra entries into the raffle if they guessed questions oh, yep, right yep about so we, the neighborhood yeah so we gave them a, a pop oh, quiz so yeah. it was a fun engagement activity so again um, you're get, you're gathering their information. You're giving them opportunity to win something. You're um, and then you're engaging with them for a minute, which creates rapport. Yeah, you're laughing because they got the question wrong. Yeah, <laughs> and it creates rapport. And then they come inside to your own house if you can make that all come together. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, I own that real estate team out there, and this is my house. Um, that one was really successful. I felt I felt like yeah. and um and then we did the backyard oasis. Uh, tour same again same this is same all concept. the same organization yeah just um being a part and saying yes i want to be a part of that either and it doesn't have to be your house on the tour i just do think that that adds that yeah. adds some value because then you really have more control over things well then they and they they're going to ask the questions that they might answer they might ask uh the homeowner they're going to ask you so it just builds the rapport even more because you are the homeowner so that that helps and and yeah and the and for if you're wondering the backyard oasis was basically the same as the historic home tour just outside right in the backyard right and we did that one because of the social we, we right? did 
we did that one socially distant yes because it was right at the very beginning of covid and we knew we wouldn't be able to do the uh Historic home. The historic home yeah. tour, which we were going to be a part of again because we were the winners of. Yeah. So because we had won, we were going to do it anyway. But since we knew it was going to fall apart because of COVID, we said, well, what if we do it outside? Yeah. And this was yeah. before, you know, all of the things got really bad. Yeah. And lockdowns happened and stuff like that. It was right at the beginning. So that is all the same organization. And a lot of times people have asked to um, contribute to other organizations obviously you get requests and stuff and it's not that I don't give money to other things that I care about um it's just I'm very intentional about sponsoring the right. same thing over and over again giving money as a charity to something is different than sponsoring an event yeah, yeah. you need to know what that event what are the goals of that event who what if, is this the first time the event has ever happened is this an event that's been going on who runs it how is it run who where's the money it? go all of all of and can I say so one, another um like band event that happened that's the same organization that they put on a for a few years I don't sponsor that one yeah. because I didn't find those first couple as successful for business purposes yeah and so it, it wasn't the right like it was pulling a lot of people who were from the outside of the community and because I sponsor so many other things like there's enough blanket branding and stuff within the the core community of the organization yeah. itself and people that I didn't think I, I don't need to sponsor everything yeah. if it doesn't fit within the neighborhood. The, yeah. The goals. Na- for example, the neighborhood, uh, the backyard oasis or the historic home tours, most of the people that went to those events were people who lived in our neighborhood. Right. So, the, well, that the, was going to be my point when I started rambling. were pulling people from all over Orlando to come see these bands. Right. Yeah. Totally different style, totally different type of, you can't keep event. those relationships it's, as close. It's, it's a totally different thing. Now, so. you, I do think we we did get some people from out of area for for those home tours sometimes, but most of the yeah. time it was primarily people who were homeowners who lived in the area. Yeah, yeah, that's and a the, good list the few to have. People who didn't live in the area, they were looking to buy in the area right. already. Yeah. yeah, so so those kind of things, like I think those are all really good. The other things that we've done. And then we'll talk about what we don't do well. <laughs> we need to seek there's some a best bi- there's, there's a big long list. We might have to continue that on a different episode. <laughs> um, but some of the other community events are actually more related to farming. You know, it's like it's sponsoring an event at a in an area where we farm already. Yeah. So it's kind of the same as what I was just talking about, but it's not necessarily for a specific organization. It's more for a neighborhood and saying, like, I want to sponsor your, you know, tree lighting event. Fourth of July, whatever. But in all of those things, it's either been, I'm going to create the event for you Mm -hmm. and invite you to it and sponsor it for your entire neighborhood to attend, or I'm going to tag on to something you're already doing, but no one else is sponsoring. So you guys don't have a budget, and I can sponsor it, make it better. So looking for things like that, like you said, you don't want to be the third, fourth realtor in a line of, you know, yeah. 20 tens. If it's, if somebody don't have to be, if somebody's doing it, uh, let's like an Easter hide, hide the eggs thing or whatever for the kids in the park at, at, at so-and-so neighborhood and you 
are like, that's a good event. I've seen that before. There's a bunch of kids going to that and stuff. And then you go and say, well, I want to be a sponsor for this. Do you guys have a sponsor? And they say, oh, you should talk to Karen. She sponsors it. She's a realtor for Remax. Then, then go you find wa- another Then go find another event. And so, but you have to ask too. If you don't ask, you just show up and then you find out that she's this realtor who's been doing this event for four years is there is was there. one one time there was um one of the the events we sponsor at Christmas time the the whoever the president of that little voluntary association at that time had talked to another realtor and 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 said to me that there was another realtor who wanted to be involved they thought it was a really cool idea and they wanted to tag along and I was too nice to say like no, this is an exclusive partnership. But I was upset about it because I was like, oh, well, I came up with this. Like it was they had an event for Christmas and then I added an extra layer to the event to make it what I consider. Yeah. And um, I consider better. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, they didn't ask me for that. They did not ask me to do that. Um, but we thought it would be an, a nice addition to what they were already doing. And then be, we would provide all the supplies and food and all the and things the, to make it. And send out postcards to the neighborhood. And, and we sent out and, postcard invites. Invites and, and, um, to the whole neighborhood. And, and, and sponsored another direct mail piece to gather um, HOA dues for them because they're voluntary associations. They don't have a budget for that. So we had done all of these things and I was like, this really, you know, is kind of bothersome because we've done all of this and now some other person wants to tag on and put up a little table with their business cards when they didn't actually do anything to sponsor the event. You see what I mean? Like yeah. we sponsored the event through time, money, yeah. resources. And another and realtor direct mail to, says, this is cool. I want to set up my table and uh, poach all of those. Yeah. And I think she wanted to like give out candy. And I was like, I mean, I guess she can. And because I didn't know how to say no, this this you know. was this was before this wouldn't happen now. Well, mm-hmm. I, I like to think I would I would have the the strength to say no. But I'll what ended no. what ended up happening was that she didn't show up, right? And probably because she, she might have learned, she realized because I think I might have emailed and said, you know, so and so said you were interested in participating and here's what we're doing if you wanted to like split the cost or so I probably did that that right. sounds like me oh this was like 2018 yeah, real passive aggressive if you want to show <laughs> up you, wanna, you can split the cost do you want to bring some money yeah <laughs> um then yeah you can show up too and then we can split you know what we get or whatever but um she just didn't show up at all and yeah. then I you know in doing that, the other, the person who was like uh, in charge of the event came up to me and was like, I guess that other real estate agent didn't show up at all. Well, it made her look really bad because mm-hmm. she said she was going to be there passing out candy and then she wasn't there. I don't even remember who this person is. Yeah. Oh, no, I just remembered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep I it won't name names. Um, but, but so most of the time, like things resolve themselves. So you don't necessarily have to be a hard like no, but, but I think you should say, that would, you know, if somebody else would like to sponsor that's in the same industry as me, let me reach out to them and we can split the cost of this event and figure out how we would organize it to make yeah. it fair and, and work. And then I would call the other person on the phone and instead of email and say, um, and and say like, okay, great. So you want to sponsor the event, the event as well. So we've been the sole sponsor and here's what we've been doing. If you want to be a part of this, this is what you would be required to do. Otherwise you can't sponsor this event you know and take control of it yeah instead of letting the other people decide what's okay and what's not like take control of it because you're the one who's actually the only sponsor 
they didn't have any sponsors before yeah. at yeah. all. And there's a lot of money and time involved. And, and if, if you're on the other side of this where you were like, oh, that's a cool Christmas event. I want to go pass out candy and be a part of it. You know, they might not have that relationship with the person or the, the you know, you might you might not know and just show up and set up your tent and realize, oh, there's another realtor here who's been doing this for four years I'm not going to get anything out of this. Well, and it one, was a big waste of my time. So you have to, you always ask like, who else, who are the other sponsors well, so when you're talking to whoever it is that is ask the it question. Out. And then also you can ask, because this is what I did for, I think the historic home store. I said, what is the cost to sponsor this event that I came up with? Um, with, and being the sole person in my industry, that's not what it's called. Exclusive. exclusive yeah. <laughs> um, and being the exclusive industry partner. What is the cost to right. do that? Because that's what I want to be sure that I'm doing. Right. And um, in the end, it didn't cost any more. They right. just realized that oh, that's what right. this person and if, wants. And also by doing that, it's going to stop. Like, let's just say you say, oh, I want to sponsor that event. Well, then there's no other sponsors. And so you pay your 250 bucks and you're a sponsor. And then you find out later that another realtor who didn't ask the question also asked to do it and they're set up next to you. Yeah. Right. So, but if you lead with exclusive. Yeah. Then when that other realtor asks, they're going to have to say, well, we already have another realtor. Right. Or then they'll have to come back to you and say, hey, this other person, blah, 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 blah. You know, another hundred bucks would give you the exclusivity, but at least you know, you're in the know and you can make a decision. Well, and not all events you need to necessarily be the exclusive real estate agent, but for small events, I think that's important. Which is what most people are doing. Yeah. It's, I mean, 99% of the people that are listening to this are going to be doing smaller events where maybe a hundred people come through. That's what I was going to say. So if you have a hundred people come through and you want to add all those hundred people to your database and be front of mind for them and build them, you know, an eight by eight plan, and and touch them and all that and another realtor is doing the exact same thing then you've just lost 50 percent of your yeah not i don't want to say credibility but like you you're going to get more unsubscribes you're going to get more because you, they're, they're being hit yep. by the similar things at the same time. or or not let's be honest like because yeah. we're going to talk about the failures of <laughs> um gathering a bunch yeah. of contacts info People and then not following yeah, up but you get the contacts so maybe don't be so worried right you guys uh, want to take a break? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. And we're back. Hi. So those are all the good things. Those are all happened. positives. It, we just, that's like the nice glossy, like, you just do it like this. And you <laughs> right, just right, do right. it in the event. And then you do this. And then, ta-da, look at all the people you get. Yeah. So that's what it sounded like. That's uh-huh. not the way it goes. No, 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 no. It's a lot of trial and error and a lot of mistakes. Well, I think the biggest mistake that we have made, and that I know we're not alone in because I was just saying it, um, is you get a bunch of people's information and then... You don't do anything with it. And I, I think we, I was going to say, I think we've done better with it, but <laughs> we haven't had an event in a long time. So. Yeah. But I do think like we've gotten better over the years um, of number one, gathering their information and asking them real estate questions like on the form. As I think yeah, the, yeah. the first, I think the probably it's not the, just name, address, telephone number, fill it out. There's actual questions on it besides that, that are asking about real estate so that you can get dig a little deeper. Yeah. What is it? So I think, and, and maybe I'm wrong, 
but I think the first probably few events, like the the um the one that we were talking about, the band Bands. one, the first the first yeah. two band ones. I think probably the second one we upped the the card a little bit, but the first one probably was just like name, email, you know. They might have phone even, number. They might have even been writing it on the. Like a sheet. Uh, sheet. Oh, no, a, a sheet. sheet. Like, oh, like an open house sheet. I think you're probably right. right. Like a like a sign-in sheet. Right. Um, I think you're right. And then we were like, okay, well, really we should find out, are these people potentially buyers or sellers? Like you do want to know if you're going to sponsor it. If there is a lead in there, you want to know so that you can call those people right away and provide that service. So then we added to, like we made little cards that they could fill out that had, you know, name, phone number, email, mailing address, because, hey, we've got, you know, a giveaway that we've right. got to get to so you. you so up, we need we, your information. You put up a bucket and have them fo- put in the information that you're going to fold it in half and put it. So it feels like a, a ticket, raffle, a raffle yeah. ticket. And you've got to put all the information but or the, you're not getting entered right, into the raffle because I don't have any way to reach you. It's printed on like a four by five. Mm-hmm. And then and then that was probably like the next step up. And then I think from there we added, you know, um Moving, you know, are you moving in zero to three months, six plus? Three what does six, it say? Six plus. Zero to three, yeah. three to six, six are you, plus. Or I love it here. You have a real estate need, buying, selling, investing, or I love it here. Yeah, something like that. And so now you're at least getting a sense of if they have any needs so that you can call those people right away. Um, but also you're seeing like potential future stuff. You know, yeah. if somebody says like six plus, Maybe they have a real estate need in two years because there's not a two-year checkbox, but that's okay. At least you kind of have an idea. And now maybe that's somebody you can nurture a little bit with more real estate-related stuff instead Mm -hmm. of just general. But that's the biggest problem because the community events are more about just building the database list and then trying to get into relationship with those people and have them remember you when they actually do have a need that... I think probably the first few years and we still struggle with this is you get all that information and then you're like, okay, now what? And you have to have some kind of follow-up plan. And so if they don't have a buying or selling need, what do you do with them? What do they want to hear from you for? <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, we've, we determined that, I mean, if they're coming to the community events, community news, community news, but then, so what kind of community news? <laughs> I mean, well, for the ones that we do do that we have as intentions to do, it's <laughs> I'm waiting for ideas here. It's community oh, news are? around yeah. the the community itself, like things That's that like are happening. You, you are you in are the future defining defining a word with the word with the word. <laughs> <laughs> well, but or so- like like the the updates on the market for that community specifically, or events that are coming in that area, or anything that's. Somebody would potentially read in an e-newsletter. Yeah, I think you get to that. But remember what we, so so we determined, sorry, I just hit that microphone. Um, we determined that first, just like with every other piece of contact information, you have to establish, do they remember who we are? And the only way to do that is to hit them eight times over eight weeks with an eight by eight. Right. So we've built these things before Mm -hmm. and they're they're really like um, it's like a it's like a not buying or selling eight by eight. And you know what? Let me look it up. You guys talk amongst yourselves with other ideas (laughs) and let me look up what it should be. Well, I know that we have 
we talked of, about that before we, with net like networking and stuff mm-hmm. and it's this so it's the same thing yeah if we you did, like if well, i think the what do i do with this business card or something like that that's yeah. the title of the episode okay so you can go back and listen to that probably i go in more detail on what the actual touches are but it's the same thing you just met some stranger they don't have a real estate need at the moment but right. you spent the time and money to get their information so that you could keep in touch with them so that when they have a real estate need, they think of you. So you've got to keep in touch with them. Right. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. So initially you should just call everyone and thank them for coming to the event. And one of the things, and this is kind of like, um, this, this would be best practices. And we're, this is where we're saying we're not perfect. Like sometimes this does not happen exactly the way that, I'm about to describe it. Or at all. Or at all. (laughs) Because life gets in the way. And sometimes you, not even life gets in the way. Sometimes you go for the low-hanging fruit, right? So I just did an open house this weekend and then a community event. Well, I got all these leads from the open house. And then I've got all these people from this community event to call. But none of these people have real estate needs, right? right? So I'm going to leave them in a stack over here. And then all of a sudden, two weeks go by. And then it's like, well, now if I call them, they're not going to remember who I am. So you've got to call them right away. and remind them you met them at the event and then ask them like this is again best practice ask them what they thought about it especially if you were involved in the organizing of the event it makes it a really easy call because you can just say like hey I actually was the committee chairperson for that event you attended you know you came to my house (laughs) you might remember the really cute blue bungalow and I'm just curious what you thought about the event it's a really open-ended question. It gets them talking. And then you can say, how did you hear about the event? And do you live in the neighborhood? Now, you might already have their address, but you're just trying to gather like, what? how, they how can tell, I? They, they will tell you as you're going through these series of questions yeah, because exactly I'm not... where they are. Because they also know you're a real estate agent when you're calling. Yeah. And I'm not selling them anything. And that's the other major point. It's, so it should be like a perfectly easy call to make, but you've got to remember to make that first initial call to solidify, I met you at this event. I'm calling you to follow up on that. Because then from there, you can do, you know, a text message, uh, an email, maybe on the phone call, you actually got some information like they said, yeah, we've lived in our house for 10 years. And we were we- wondering how much it cost, how much we could sell it for. Perfect. We're Would not you- looking to sell, but you know, we were actually wondering, or we were actually in the, we noticed that you had a beautiful new roof Yeah. and we were thinking about doing a roof. Yeah. So then, or, whatever, um, or your pool, beautiful new roof. You know, I, I know. Cause that's what we decided. I know. Yeah. But it's like beautiful. swimming pool for is better. So, right. So, so you can then provide them an item of value because you had a conversation and now know better what they might need to, again, then remind them, hey, I'm here. I'm a resource for you. And then after those eight touches of calls, texts, sending them items of value, um, then would be, I think, the time to add them to some kind of community news. And if you're a Keller Williams agent, it could be, a, if they're a homeowner, it could be as simple as, um, the neighborhood they live in, like the market snapshot thing. It could just be now that you know where they live, some real estate information. Say, hey, I've really enjoyed you know, getting to know you. I'm going to send you some information about your neighborhood. I know you're not ready to move or anything, but you'll find this really helpful just to keep up with your home value and then put them on that, that program and then touch base with them periodically. 
And if you're doing, and this is part of why I think, again, best, best practices, um, if you're doing events in the same area over and over again, then you can invite them to the next event because you know what's happening. And so it's easy, it's easy to provide value, I think, to people because it's your, if you host an event or sponsor an event in a specific community and do it over and over again, mm-hmm. because those people live there and they want to know about those things. Yeah, they were interested enough to go to the event in the first place. Yeah. They aren't the people who lock themselves in their home and you never see, does anyone even live there? It's not those people, it's the people that are engaged. So you're already like dealing with like normal, with people that you can have a conversation with. Yeah. You know. But real, real talk is I know that we have done things in the past where people get added to the, the, the system and they don't get those touches in a timely manner and then they fizzle out and then you really don't even remember who they are and you don't know what to do with them. Yeah, they're just random it, names It just on, bogs on down your, your system. Yeah, they're just random names <laughs> like on, on the computer and it's and you're right and it is and, it, and they just sit there and it's like, well, what are we going to do with these people? They were they never got put on an 8 by 8 but we have their email address. Yeah. I could give you a million email addresses. Well, you know, yeah. that just like but what's the point? Like you, you actually had a relationship or at least some sort of a conversation. Somebody on the team had a conversation with them and now that's all been pissed away. Yeah. And that's happens. That doesn't happen. We're much more aware of that now than maybe in the past. And hopefully that'll never happen again. But you could see how easily as a single agent, um, if you don't have your ducks in a row before the event of I better make sure I have this database that I, what am I going to do with these people that all that stuff is set up before the event even happens. And think about that too. It's not just the event. It's not just getting the buttons made or the cookies made or whatever it is that you're going to do at the event, whatever whatever the thing is. It's not it's not that. It's the stuff that comes afterwards, which is just more important and uh takes just as much effort if not more at the end of the day. So when you're planning the sponsorship of the event, you have to think two weeks after the event, what am I going to be doing with these people to make sure that everyone gets touched and then they all get on the 8 by 8 So you might as well set it up right along with setting up the stuff you're going to do for the event itself. You know what? I wish... Um... Should all be It should all be working in tandem, right? So we've got an event coming up. Yeah, it's a client event. It's a client yeah, event, but... So, but, but there will be people there... And names that now it's gotten to the point where it's like we we don't just ask if they're looking to move, but do they know anybody that goes on their card that they fill out? Do you know anybody who's thinking about buying or selling real estate and stuff so that they're putting their friends names down? So when Kayla is putting together this event, as she's putting together the event, uh, putting putting the the social media posts together and all the other things together at the exact same time. The eight by eight should be already being planned out so that the day that those cards come in also along with that is what day after this event am I going through these cards? Am I going to put all of this stuff into the, it should all be happening all at once so that it's because it is all part of the event, mm-hmm. right? Pre and post. Well, one of the other things I forgot to say, and I know we've done this before is um, because you have a raffle at these events, that's why they signed up. It's also an easy call to just say, 
Yeah, you didn't win. You didn't win. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but thanks for coming. But it's a reason to call. Right. Because you have information for them. And I guess my point is that we know that that event for us is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But I should be able to pull up your calendar and Kayla's calendar calendar for next week and see where it's blocked out to where the contact's being made. Monday, it should, 10 a.m. It should already be done. Monday, 10 a.m. Kayla's got it in her calendar. Okay. I mean, my calendar. I, I, I guess that's, that's what I'm saying to the listeners is that is that it, it all happens together. Create the Instead, process outline. Before, before yes. Well, all so the way to the very, very end. The last touch. Yes. Which so, would be like 30 days after the event. The, and this is something, this is another reason to sometimes volunteer um, and, and be a part of boards and organizations. If, if you're, it just helps you learn how to do and organize these things. Like we used to have to have, um, oh, I forget what it was called. It was something plan, obviously. It's a plan. But it was, there was a action plan. That's not what it was called, but that's essentially what it is. And, and we would have to actually have these outlined of like, what each, what is each step leading up to the actual event? And then what's afterwards and who's responsible and by when? And like, you know, basically a whole outline of what has to happen in order for this event to take place. And it was part of the, operations manual for the organization. And we had to actually report that every year to keep our accreditation. And so it's through those like learning through watching other people to know how important it is for in and now you've created these things like to have a process outline so that you don't have to like every year come up with the thing all over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you already have the event outline. The minute that you decide to do one, you create the event outline, you create, what am I going to talk to them about afterwards? And then put that into whatever CRM you're doing. Cause that's another thing. And it makes it easier. Like once you have the set date, because you know what the lead up to the event look like when it comes to like invites and engaging to get people there, you know when to start all that. Yeah. 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 yeah, You just plug in whatever the new dates dates are are, and it's all there. Well, and one of the things, again, what I've learned from that organization, I I did get stuff out of that, um, (laughs) was that you always debrief after an event. I have a form this year Uh for that one. Yeah. You created a a form. Yep. A debriefing form for everybody to complete. Kale's got forms for everything. It's a link. I'm going to text it to you guys. It's already auto. So, well, so. let me, I'm going to ask you in a, a question in a second. Um, but we would always debrief. We would sit down and talk about like what went well, who, what did people say about it? What, were, what was feedback that we heard? Um, you know, would we want to do this again? Is this something that, you know, in, in that case, we were raising money for the organization. So like, did this produce enough money to, for it to be worth the volunteer hours that were spent? Um and the resources and everything. And so I think that's a really like important part of the process too, is you have to calendar time to debrief or have some kind of feedback loop on it. So Kayla made a form for this year. This is the first time hearing of this, but I like it. So what is, what is the form? Like what kind of feedback are you collecting? Um, Almost what you said, I'm trying to load it, but it's taken five ever, but just about what you said, um, what, what was great about the event or any areas of opportunity before or during the event. This, this goes to the, to the people, team, the team. Yeah. Think it would be team. Um, right. And then also any ideas that um, seem good for our next event. Nice. It's not loading, but in the same same line of what you just said. Yeah. I think that's important because you know, it's, it's easy to do it, but like, should we do it again? Was this worth it? Yeah. Was this too much effort? 
and also somebody can say it to you like in person but when you do it in a form version it's something to go back to when you're preparing for the next um, quarter of events and there's yeah because somebody could say oh you know what i was thinking is that actually if we would have had put this over here instead and you go oh yeah that that's That's actually a good idea then it's on that form next year we remember to put that thing over there and yeah, said, it whereas could... it's because you're not going to remember so it's just a, another way to kind of track all of that stuff you pull it out this yeah. is the package for the ice cream social mm-hmm. from last year and then you know and and all the information is there and the layout of okay you know uh july's rolling around we're going to get ready for that thing again go pull the the uh ice cream social folder yeah well and um or open your computer. That's why I go to 2021. <laughs> That's why I meant by open the folder. Drive folder. Um, uh, also, like this, th- we're talking now. We're on our client event, but it works for community events too. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other thing is to oh, like we we would always have the same sponsors, not the same sponsors, but like in those events, I would be a sponsor, but then we would also have other people that would sponsor as well. So those were our first calls when we would get that event going Mm -hmm. and see if they would sponsor again so that it would make our life really easy if we could get the same people every time to do this event because we'd know exactly how much our budget was to do it. So if you're getting sponsors, if you're part of the organization and you're not the only sponsor, you want to make it a bigger event and have a bigger budget, then look for similar organizations that would maybe get the same kind of value that you could get out of it but aren't realtors and ask them to participate and then call on them again the next year. And then you can create like signature events that your name and brand are part of every single year that you've either tagged on to as a sponsor or created yourself. Yeah. And and everybody and each person out there listening is going to have their own way to do that. You might know somebody who is a contractor. You may know somebody who um, builds pools or somebody who is, uh, you know, uh, has their own appraisal or whatever. It's like there's a million, everyone, whatever works best for you, you got to find that right, that right connection. But the good thing is, is being in real estate, you're you're kind of limitless with Mm -hmm. the connections that you can have as as other sponsors for whatever the event is that you're doing, even if it's, it is like we're our, our little event that we're doing is a, is a, is a, um, uh, client appreciation event. And it's, we, we've talked about it before. It's an ice cream event and everyone gets all the past clients come and they sign up for raffle and they get free ice cream cones. And it's at a, a really, uh, retro ice cream shop and stuff, but getting sponsors for that event to be able to sponsor, paying for the ice cream or doing those that's and then that's all something that that we're doing and then looking back on that next year knowing that oh these people sponsored it last year we're coming up on them let's call them again i did not tell him that we had sponsors this year but kayla did uh round up some sponsors she told me yeah that was my small one when i saw him oh okay Small win. I got sponsorships this year. Oh, you're, it's not time for a small win yet. <laughs> oh, well, that's... No, but it is, it is time for a break. Okay. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. The Think Live B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Live B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. 
Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebe.com. And we're back. Hello. What's next? What's next? Do you want to wrap up? Uh, you have anything else that you want to say about community events yeah well i think i started with like are they worth it and i think they are but you just have to know what what you're doing them for right just if somebody asks you don't get so excited and just say yes (laughs) well it's what you guys said earlier like does it bring you joy right or does Does it it make make you money money? yeah that was off air but yeah yeah Yeah. it's gotta do one of the two you should sponsor events that you can connect with same way you should only join organizations that are going to either bring you joy or bring you money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're not doing one of those two, then why are you doing it? Yeah. Exactly. There's there's just not enough time in the day to not be intentional you're just gonna end about. Up re- you're just going to end up resenting it. It's mm-hmm. going to be a pain. You, all, all those numbers that you could have gotten, you're not going to. It's going to be a rush. You're, you're not going to want to be there. It's and, and why? Why? When you could have been when you could have went to the beach or whatever, you know? Truth. Truth. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the question you are about to hear is true. Only the names have been changed to protect the innocent. All right. This week's question from the web. If you had to make a Mount Rushmore of the most helpful Real estate books, what would be on it? So, Catherine, what would be your Mount Bookmore? (laughs) Um, Well, of course, you'd have to start with the MREA. Oh, the one thing. The The MREA book, number one. Which is for people who don't know. The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Everybody knows. Um, there might be some people who don't know. <laughs> that would that would be number one at the top of the pile, so I could reach it and look like, at it. Like like way above everything else, or just like just number one. I think way it's foundational. Ab- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Way above. So yeah, yeah. And then the shift book, which is about a shifting market and how to deal with challenging times, which should be picking up <laughs> right about now. And um, there's many others. Uh, the one thing is definitely one because I. Th- think it just helps so the mra book tells you about the models necessary for a successful high-level business the one thing books allows you to realize what you need to do to focus on what and what's most important and how to say no and all of those things um some other things that i have found really helpful um the seven habits of highly effective people not necessarily a real estate book but just Again, like trying to work at a high level in a in a business, um, that that's one of them. Um, the Miracle Morning. Uh, it's a great. That's a short one, right? It's a short one, really easy read. Um, and it's just about you know starting your morning for success. Making your bed. Well, Is that sometimes. In there? <laughs> um, I don't think that's in there. That's not one of the seven. <laughs> what is it? Well, What's isn't that? isn't isn't that the one where it's like you you sit in silence in the morning for yes, five minutes yes, you or do something the, like that and the, reflection and all that that silence and reflection are the same thing <laughs> but yes <laughs> well i haven't read it <laughs> but yes you do activities in the morning to start your day off right and 
It is. It's it's foundational too. You guys read that one. Like I know that like for, for your team, times. you guys have like a book club for the whole team where everyone reads a book together and stuff. And this one has been read multiple times because it's a short read and it gets everyone's juices, gets everyone going. Everybody pumped up, wake yeah. up in the morning. <sighs> well, and it, it, it kind of ties in with the one thing, which is that there there is usually one if you feel like you're not producing at the highest level, which I feel like every day, um, then there's usually some reason for that and probably not enough lead generation. But also beyond that, it's also like, what about your, are you taking care of yourself and are you doing things necessary to just be in a productive state? And so that's what that book's about, is about doing those few things in the morning to make sure that you're producing at the highest level the rest of the day. Right. Because you've gotten all of that personal growth stuff out of the way first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, other books that I really thought have been helpful to read or gave me, maybe just gave me different perspective on things was The Golden Handoff. Um, it's about selling your real estate business, like when you get to a certain level and I don't have any goals of doing that, but it just makes you think bigger than like selling houses. Like it makes you think about if this is a business. Right. That you're building a company that's worth something. Yes. Because that's what you should be working towards. Like otherwise you have nothing at the end of it, you know? So that was another one that I thought was really impactful just in bigger thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, the Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey changed my whole way of thinking about money and paying off debt and all of that stuff. It's And you have a few of his books. I've, I have a few of his books, the, yeah. On the shelf in your office. Yeah. Um, let's see, what else? What else? I liked the, the Power of Questions was one that I don't know if I would read again <laughs> because um, whatever, it was a good book, but, but it just opened my mind about how important questions are and that we are not in the business to tell people what to do. Like it's about asking them questions and how important that is in this business. So that one was really good. What else? I don't know, but I think that's more than what's on Mount Rushmore. From my perspective. Oh, is that what we were supposed to do? Yeah. I thought it just meant like as a high lot. As, like <laughs> building it. That's a lot we of work. Right, right. She was going to keep we going too. Building, I was. We weren't building Mount Rushmore out of books. It was in, if you were going to take the Well, it wasn't going to. I, I know. Put, okay, I get it. I get it. From a supportive perspective. Yes. Uh, I have a lot of those ones. The one thing, MREA shift, those are really good for the, the uh, operation sides to have a, a good understanding foundational aspect on. I also, the three that are most beneficial for me in my role, the ones that I've repeatedly read are Fierce Conversations. Mm, that was going to be one of mine if power would let me keep talking. <laughs> well, it's, it still made its way up there. <laughs> Fierce Conversations. It's really good on just being able to come out from behind yourself and have a voice as a support in order to make the conversation work both ways. Um Taking flight, it's really good on perspective of personalities because you're going to work with many different personalities, whether it's clients or within the team. And founder and force multiplier. I w- that was going to be on my list yep. too. That's one, really good for both operations and and rainmakers um, who have who has a um, force multiplier who's working next to them because it helps with the communication and being impactful on execution. What's that? I, I don't understand. Founder and force multiplier. Yeah, I don't understand. Catherine that. is the founder and I'm the force multiplier. Okay. It's it's about like how you take, you know, the the leader of whatever organization and their right hand person mm-hmm. and how they work together. So when Kayla says she's gonna take things to an eight or a nine, that's from that book. Oh. Because they talk about 
you know, the the rainmaker, so to speak. I never liked that word. I know. No. No one neither. does. I don't think anyone does. Does anyone like no. let's come up with a different name for it. Yeah. But anyways. Founder? Yeah. Well, I know they did. They did. They literally titled it a different. But um, I don't know if I like that one either. Whatever. But so whoever owns the the company is supposed to come in with the vision. And so I say, hey, I want to have an ice cream social. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be a really great client appreciation party. And I would like to do, um, you know, a couple these couple things. Keep I want to have a raffle. Make it easy. Keep it Get cheap. people there. Get me a couple sponsors. I want invites. Blah 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 blah. And then you go. You create the outline. You find the sponsors. You set up the time and event. Get out the invites. Bring it to an eight. Bring yep. it to an eight or nine. And, and then, then you and, come in and. And Finalize. say, look how beautiful this thing is I created. They, they, they say, wow, you did such a great job, Catherine. And you go, thank you very much. <laughs> no. Yes, yes. You take the credit. And that's setting the ego aside, which you also learn in Founder and Force Multiplier on my behalf. Um, and last one, Atomic Habits. That one's been very impactful around just creating habits um, for both personal and business life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it breaks it down very, very simplistically simplistically um as if i was a five-year-old so i enjoy that <laughs> good i i think that you mentioned the taking flight i've not actually read that but i also think the strength finders book like once you take that assessment the coordinating book or whatever it is yeah it's a book yeah it's like this big mm-hmm. um it's on my shelf and it just helps you realize like what your strengths are and what you should be focusing on in your role and then same for other people on your team what their strengths are and how they can be best be utilized in the team yeah so those are really a good, good one, one too well that's a lot of books yeah we got so, more too if you let us go so i know i'm sure <laughs> so uh for the listeners they can you know pull three or four of those put them on your uh birthday list and <laughs> they're start cheap adding to the library just they are check just get, get, get the get get the uh soft cover and uh start yeah, folding just, over just get pages. the audible just get the audible you know what? Can I say one more thing? Yeah. One of the things, so, and I, I learned this from Bold um, about a growth plan. And I'd never heard of any such thing before I took Bold. And now I've taken it a million times. But it's a growth plan is supposed to be where you outline like your areas that you want to grow in. So it's not your calendar. It's not your goals. It's like, it's, it's like, I want to read 12 books this year or whatever. I want to grow in this area. So um, one of the things I've put on mine over the years is like I, I wanted to um, to teach. And so I would say I want to teach one class at a market center, you know, whatever, at our market center. I don't think I really took that <laughs> took that very far. But um, we, we also uh, had a global pandemic that yeah. made it impossible to do. Those well, virtual. No, Zoom is I'm not a thing. making excuses or anything, but. Well, yeah, but, you know, you, this changes over time, but whatever you want to grow in, then you put that on your, your growth plan. And so those are the reason that we've read so many books and why I find some of them so impactful is because I've made it a point to to read a certain number every year and then put that in my, I put in the growth plan. And then if we're not reading it as a team and it's something I want to read myself, then I've got to find time for that. Well, guess what? The Miracle Morning makes that really easy because it says that you're supposed to read in the morning for 30 minutes. Right. So, and I'm not always perfect. I don't get up every morning and pr- practice the Miracle Morning, but it created that space to to read because before the Miracle Morning, I don't know when I would have found time for that yeah, and what, made it a priority. After dinner? Yeah. Like the like when the, you're sleepy and yeah. you retain nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Forcing so, yourself to read. So reading that business book, book at night. So much fun. Well, Be but, intentional when you read your books. Don't just read books for a count number. 
read books for a purpose. Yeah. Sometimes we, well, you know, sometimes we pick a book that I'm not that into. And we never finish it. <laughs> <And> we never, <laughs> you don't have for to that. finish every book that you pick up if it's not like. It's not yeah. feeding your soul or feeding your bank account. Yeah, yeah. Don't read it. Yeah. If it gets boring, it's like yeah. nobody told you you had to. You're not in school. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Small wins, Kayla. Small win today. I finally took a shower. Oh my god! <laughs> in my house. <laughs> oh, you okay? So your bathroom got finished? My, not yet. Just the shower's finished. Um, it's well, what did beautiful. you do? Um, what did I? Small win. Yeah, small win for you. I spent what did you all do? weekend with my parents, okay. and they finally met Sean's parents after seven years. Oh, really? Yeah, that is a small win. It was so nerve wracking, <laughs> but it was great. It was a great time. We had a lot of um, great dinners um and everybody had an awesome time i was so happy to spend that time with everyone nice that's good um small win for me well so my brother is making an impromptu visit here son of a bitch (laughs) is that the right word impromptu yes um he is coming into town which is that's great and and fun and everything that's not the small win the small win is because he's coming into town i had to clean the guest room that we haven't set up yet we basically just put every box that we didn't know what to do with into this room and said we'll get to this later and so i had to actually clean it all this weekend to make space for him and it's beautiful up there yay we have like a nice guest room now yeah Yay. Small win. Small win. So next time you need a room cleaned, I'll let him know. Just let her know you're coming over next week. I mean, I basically just put everything in the closet. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You you open that closet. It's like a giant messed up Jenga. Like what the sellers do to prepare for the photos. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. I was like, can I move stuff around when he's here? No. I'm just kidding. That's what sellers do. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. And my small win. I don't have tons of stuff. I've just been working on this house so much over the last week. And uh, got all of the uh, master bathroom finished. All the drywall is done. I think I might have said on this before that um, the walls in this entire house were very neglected. And they're plaster. And they've got lots of old patches and weird textures. And and they're just kind of beat up and make the house look old. So I've been working my way through the whole house. And... The master bathroom is now completed. So and some paint on the walls, and, and I paint, love it. There's some paint on the walls. It's um and, and we're we're getting there. Another three four months, and the paint and plaster will be done, and then we can get on to something. All the sanding <laughs> and woodwork. Yeah, something. <laughs> too many that. things. Hey guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners to find us. You can also send questions, letters, or stories to us at our website on seekingthebest.com. You can leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Send us a tweet at Seek the Best Pod. And for Kat Kalen and myself, thanks for listening, and we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.